Welcome to Julie Girl of Big Brother Podcast. Julie Girl is a weekly podcast presented with an unfiltered foray into all things Big Brother. This podcast was intentionally created from an alternative POV. Big Brother has a vastly diverse fan base, but the majority of the community's creative content feels skewed, and we wanted a place where we could be as real as possible and talk about what's really going on in these BB streets. You can find all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And if you feel drawn to it, you can like, comment, subscribe, and share our episodes. We would highly appreciate that. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> if you ever have any suggestions for things you'd like to hear, feel free to let us know by sliding into our DMs on Twitter at @juliegirlpod or sending us an email to sending an email to juliegirlpod at gmail.com. And for any other info you need, juliegirlpod.com. Good afternoon, Zachary. How are you doing today, young sir? I'm doing well. How are you? You know, I'm doing all right. It's been a, it's a beautiful day today. Tell me um, about it. It's a it just weather-wise, it's gorgeous. I'm really happy to be here during springtime because I forget how much that unlocks like all these memories of being a child. Like there's just certain vibes in the air that I only feel when I'm here in certain in certain seasons. And it's so strange to experience. It's been awesome to just feel like that crisp springness. Mm-hmm. To see like the dandelions coming and the the daffodils growing and the trees start to bud again. Like LA doesn't do it like that. You like it <laughs> I mean, we don't have seasons. <laughs> like we do have seasons, but our our spring is usually in like November and like our fall is in like April like the leaves will fall off the trees in April and then things will start growing in in the fall it's very strange and confusing but you know there's action in the environment but just not like here like it just is very paced here so it's so nice to just experience but also I'm like oh I'm kind of ready to go back to LA because I hate bugs and the spiders are alive again (laughs) and i'm like okay things are starting to live their lives again and i'm not here for it you know there there are things that come there are good things and there are not so great things but overall i really love it and today has been productive i me and my grandmother went and got some flowers so she could plant them in the front of the house and then I went to go and get something to eat for lunch. And I was going to get some fish from my uncle. And on my way there, the Captain D's was on fire. I was like, girl, <laughs> like I've never tried to go somewhere. And when I got there, it was on fire. I was like, this is this is interesting. <laughs> it was wild. So then I go to Chipotle to get something for myself. And this Chipotle here is truly the worst Chipotle I've ever experienced in my life it is consistently terrible and so I go and I wait in line for like 15 minutes because they're so slow and once I get to the front of the line there's a a little piece of paper 
taped to the glass saying due to COVID-19 and due to unexpected volumes of customers, we don't have any sour cream. We don't have any, any salsa. We don't have any vinaigrettes. We don't have any fajita vegetables ready right now. We don't have any pinto beans. I was like, girl, then why did you open? <laughs> like, what are you going to sell? <laughs> See, my order would have been completely fine. <laughs> really? What do you get? I'm so good. I'm look, I'm a plain person. So no one make fun of me. It just is what it is. I don't enjoy food the way other people enjoy food. I eat to like live, not to like have fun. Sir, you eat little season. Exactly. <laughs> like I don't care about food, you know, give me trash and I'm happy. Um, and I just want a plain pepperoni pizza. That's it. You know, but, uh, my Chipotle order is literally just white rice, double white rice, double chicken, cheese, and lettuce and lettuce <laughs> <laughs> that's literally it i don't want any sauces i don't like i hate when there's too much sauce it makes everything mushy and i can't I eat mushy food so i i'm like very weird when it comes to stuff and i feel like the more i add in a burrito the messier it gets and i want to be clean when i eat so no i agree it can get messy especially if they don't do it properly but i'm a saucy kind of guy and i like having options so i get all the sauces except for the hot one i don't usually get the hot one but i like to have everything because I, I i always get a salad with sofritas and pinto beans and i really like the cauliflower rice that they have now too so it's that's always what I go for. So when I go, especially if they don't have the vinaigrette, I am highly upset because I don't <laughs> want the salad if there's not a salad dressing for me to have. And it's so frustrating. I use That's the one thing that the uh, Chipotle in LA would piss me off about because sometimes they wouldn't have a salad dressing and they would be upset when I asked for it. But the one here, they had nothing. And it was, it was crazy. But I I, just, I went to Chipotle on Friday night. I wanted, I was like, you know what? I'm going to run to Chipotle. I'm going to get some food before Drag Race. So I have my dinner and I can watch Drag Race. And everything's good. And when you texted me during it, I was still at Chipotle. And I was like, I'm not watching right now. <laughs> <laughs> was your blood sugar low? <laughs> I, <laughs> I was so pissed because I ordered online it said to pick it up at seven o'clock it wasn't ready until 7 40 i was like i will fight somebody it was so annoying but all of that to say you know everything is good <laughs> for you today zach god bless um not as productive i didn't see anything catch on fire but hopefully god willing i won't today um I'm okay. <laughs> it's been it's been a really uh, weird week for me. Um, it started out with me having side effects to the Pfizer vaccine. Oh, gosh. Um, not anything where anyone should be worried. I was just like sore and achy, but like Monday's already hard enough. And like, I'm just someone that if my week starts off bad, it's really hard to get me in a good mood. Like, I, my mood doesn't really change a lot. <laughs> I feel like James knows this. Once I'm like set in a mood, it's hard to get me out of it. And so I was just kind of in like a shitty mood all week just because I felt shitty on Monday. But again, like I said, guys, don't like be scared of vaccines because of me or anything. I didn't have a fever or anything like that. I just felt super achy. And I feel like my ache is kind of just like lasted throughout the week. Um, but I think my body is just like sore from like working out and stuff. Um, but 
Yeah. I don't think it I don't think that's something that should deter people. That I feel like that's a good thing. It means that some Yeah, working. but I you know, some people get scared. I'm seeing a lot of things about people like, you know, cuz I ooh, I was all over like the Twitter um universe looking at other people's reactions when I was like going through stuff. Um so I'm I'm very scared for the second dose, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> when do you go back? I'm still going to get it. Um f- first week of April. Um, my appointment is currently for Tuesday, April 6th, but I'm trying to get one for that weekend, but I know it's Easter weekend, so it's probably going to be hard, but I don't, I know that like, there's a really good chance I'm probably going to need to call out the next day. So I want to make sure that like I can, um, I'd rather like not miss work, but I may just have to, um, but I'm sure they'll understand. It's fine. For sure. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not saying that like in a way to like deter people and it really shouldn't. But I see people on um, Twitter, you know, being like, "Ooh, all these side effects, I'd rather just risk it. You know, like, why would I take it if I'm going to feel bad anyway? Shit like that. So that's the whole like, point, though. <laughs> I know. But you know how people are. Um, and I'm not trying to give anyone an excuse. Um, so trust me, like I felt I've felt way worse in my life than I did. It was just annoying. Um but then on top of that, with like the vaccine, um, me and my mother, <laughs> oh, we're not going to get into a super family talk, but let's just say we did not have a good conversation about it. She is not happy. And she's about had, the vaccine. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's like, she hates it. And Does she think it's the mark of the beast. <laughs> Like, don't joke, because that was actually something that we went through at the beginning when it was first announced. She doesn't think it's that anymore, but she also told me that I'm probably going to die in six months. So, (laughs) you know, it's just like really crazy when like a parent will talk some like crazy shit to you, even though they know that you like suffer like a really bad like panic disorder. Um, And just having that like thrown at me after I've already gotten this shit like in my arm. I'm like someone who, even though I know something isn't wrong, I'll like read into it. Uh, Excuse me, even though I know something is wrong, like I'll read into it, you know, because I just want to know. I'm like really weird about shit like that. And so I've just been reading all of these like dumb like conspiracy theories like all week. And like, do that to yourself. (laughs) I know, I know, but it just like, I, it's just, it's just like so annoying. I just wish people would shut up. <laughs> I just it's so it's so annoying. So yeah, I'm having some fun family issues. And I only say this to like if anyone out there is going through family issues like this and have family members who are talking crazy and out of their ass about things that they have no idea anything about, like you're not alone. Do what's best for you. And at the end of the day, like you can't live your life for your parents. So I hope she's happy. I hope she said what she needed to say. I think that I personally need a little bit of time, but we'll see what happens. So it's been a very stressful week for me, but I'm happy to be here. Big Brother Canada has kept me entertained. So Good. yeah, um, it was sorry, guys. That's like kind of a downer. I feel bad now. <laughs> no, I, I mean, to, to continue with the downer, I was I had some stress this week, too, because we thought that my mom might have COVID. Mm. Um because we found out that somebody she was around had COVID and she didn't know. And so, and days before 
she I was on the phone with her and she was sniffling and I was like you're never sick you should go and get tested just to be on the safe side and she mm-hmm. was like mm, no I'm fine no 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 she just acted so above it and I was just like okay girl <laughs> whatever so then whenever she texted me and said that that she was around somebody who had it I was like I will fight <laughs> like I literally <laughs> told you to go get tested and she was just like I'm scared I don't want to die like she was being dr- super dramatic about it mm-hmm. which I understand but it's just like I was gonna say I feel that <laughs> no I I feel it but it's just like okay take a breath and so I I felt bad because I was very much like ma'am I told you so like we've been telling you to take care like of who you're around and be careful and this and this and that and you want to go and do what you want to do so me and my other brother like lit into her because we both <laughs> have been telling her for a year at this point that she uh-huh. take this seriously but then she went and got her test and it came back negative so Christ. Pre- we I mean, very- has she been like going out and doing things? No, like, she whatever's available. No, she she has been pretty good about it, but there are certain places she feels like she can go because it's the only places that she's been going since quarantine has started mm-hmm. and around the same people. But I'm like, you have to realize that going around those people, you don't know who those people are around that might exactly. be around more people who might be around other people. <laughs> and we have a neighbor who is like nine, she'll be 96 this year. And so it's like, ma'am, you can't play games and go over there and help her with things if you're not 100% sure that you're good, yeah. you know, because you don't want to play around like that. So it's it's just a very tested situation. But she did come back negative and we, you know, she's, she's going to get tested again just to make sure. But we were worried because it, it was like it it should have been a positive test that came back honestly so yeah. it's just a I mess. mean I just like <laughs> I am so confused by the spread of COVID because I see people going out doing crazy shit and they're fine they just continue to do it and I'm just like what and then I hear stories about people who I mean granted like yeah your mom shouldn't be doing stuff like that but if she is still going to the same places like I get that defense reason more than just like people doing whatever they want to do for sure um and so like while i get that and she doesn't need to be careful because of the neighbor but you know that makes more sense because it's like i've been around these people already like they're part of my bubble even though like people's like version of a bubble is like very loose because it's very like people don't you don't have control over people people are doing stuff they come in contact with so many people that they don't even realize they're coming in contact with and so It's just like super crazy. And just like, that was like one thing that my mom, when we were like arguing, she was like, and yeah, I've been going places and not telling you because I just like don't want to hear about it. And I'm just like, well, you don't have to hear about it anymore. Bye. (laughs) Because I'm done. Like, uh, I'm just like, I don't know what it is, but I just don't have patience anymore. All of this time alone has shown me that like, I'm completely fine alone. I don't need anyone. And if you are going to do some dumb shit, then like, I don't need it. I, you know, I used to feel like I needed it and now I don't. So that's a song right there. I used to feel like I needed it, but I don't. Right. <laughs> Sing it like Lana Del Rey. I used, I used to, feel to feel like I needed it. I've been obsessed with that album. It's like all I've listened to. All I've week. I've it really enjoyed it. I really love White Dress. I think it is the most interesting <laughs> oh song. Down at the Men in Music Business Conference. I love that. It, she. I've never heard her whisper and like just do anything with her voice. Honestly, because her voice usually goes, and that's what she does. And you know, it's it's fine. But I appreciate her doing a little something different and like changing it up. You know, breathing a little deeper. You know sighing a little bit some grunge you know 
yeah. no the first time i heard that i was like well, what the fuck did she just say because it was just so fast <laughs> and was. so weird and like that whispery tone and then i like looked it up i was like not down at the men in music business conference <laughs> <laughs> but that is like i want to get that tattooed on me like <laughs> it's i iconic. love it <laughs> i really like it i've really enjoyed that album way more than i expected i would mm-hmm. and i'm excited to live with it a little more um I'm mad that she announced another album like two days after this was released because now everyone's just talking about the new album. And I'm like, let's live, like, let this live because it's actually really good. It literally just came out on Friday and she already (laughs) announced another album. I feel like that's what she did with the last album cycle, too, because she announced Mm -hmm. the the Kim Trails title like right after Norman came out. And it was just like, girl, (laughs) relax, please, for a minute. And look what y'all did to Norman. Y'all just forgot about it. <laughs> I need to go back and listen. She got nominated. Yeah, she got nominated. It's such a great album. Sorry, this is a long intro, but we'll just continue. Uh, <laughs> I really appreciated her doing that skywriting for Kim Trails because I was like, mm-hmm. that is so on brand. Like, I want to see more artists doing things like that that are very on brand with the theme of the album. Like artists like Justin Bieber, who released an album called Justice. And none of the songs are really about any kind of justice. And then you have Martin Luther King narrate your album like what the heck are you thinking Stop. it just doesn't make any sense did he really, <laughs> i have not listened to justin bieber in years except that yummy yummy song why like, would that I, be the song <laughs> like ooh. because like i and it's not that i listened to it it's just like it was everywhere you know like it's i can't such. tell you another justin bieber song i just like remember that and then after the grammys i saw like the little clip of the video or whatever in the nominations i saw he had pink hair and i was like Oh, that's cool. I like pink hair. But like, other than that, like, I don't know anything about Justin Bieber. And so I have not listened to this album. But yeah, now I definitely like don't want to even. Yeah, the first the first voice you hear when you started is Martin Luther King. And then it goes into more to some more songs. And then there is an interlude that is simply Martin Luther King speaking for two minutes. And it's like, I get it. I appreciate people having access to the speech in their face but in the middle of a Justin Bieber album that <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. And it's, it's honestly a little offensive that they would think that that was okay to do because it doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense. And it, it kind of feels like he's using the themes of the speech to mesh with things in his own life when mm-hmm. that speech is so much bigger and to shrink it down to that level, to use it on an album is like, really flabbergasting to me like and not what? even just an album a justin bieber album like what i'm sorry <laughs> i don't care i know people love him and like whatever but to me he's still a little boy that's singing baby 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 <laughs> like what <laughs> i mean he's a grown man that's married but you know it's just i mean but he's always a baby to me i feel like a mom you know when moms are like you're always a baby you're to me always gonna be my like, little baby yeah that's justin like i don't want to hear like i don't know that yummy yummy was like more his <laughs> his speed for me <laughs> no ma'am i i want better for everybody involved so <laughs> um we'll see what happens but yeah i there's some songs on it that are nice but overall i just like <laughs> things to be to make sense i really feel like the motto of my life is i like for things to make sense i like to make things make sense and i like to be around things that make sense if it doesn't make sense i have issues <laughs> Mm-hmm. so like i don't know i just need some sense at all times and i'm good here's a penny bitch <laughs> <laughs> well let's jump into big brother Speaking canada nine. 
<laughs> How are you feeling about Big Brother Canada 9 this week? I mean, this season is giving me everything that I want every season to give me. People are playing and that's all I've ever wanted. And I feel like we haven't got a season where everyone is playing except Tara. (laughs) Even Tara a little bit though. (laughs) A little bit. I mean, I see her strategy and I like that she owns her strategy. She knows what she's doing. So she is playing, but like she's not doing anything, but that's part of her strategy, whatever. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, I'm loving this season. I actually just finished watching the last episode like 30 minutes before we did this. Oh, okay. (laughs) Still in bed on my iPad. (laughs) I'm really enjoying it. It's, It's wild because I feel like people are liking it but also there's a lot of turmoil and it's kind of weird to navigate through because everybody is like up and down on how they're feeling about things why just i well what i think it is is that people are picking a side and when things aren't going the way of their side there's issues that arise but this is the first season that i've watched where there are two pretty distinct sides and not had one that i'm rooting for like i i'm not really pro one or pro another and it's make it makes it really fun to watch because I'm cool with it kind of going either way. And it's, it's uh, the first, I've always wanted to watch a season of big brother like this because I've, I never have, I've always like gravitated towards someone. And so I'm really just enjoying the gameplay and the moves and the potential of what's going on in these situations. And so it's been really interesting and fun to watch. I agree. I feel like, there isn't anyone that I dislike. I mean, even Kiefer, who I hate it, is starting to make me like him. And I hate that. But I I feel like I like everyone. Me too. And so it's like, I don't really, I you know, I see the sides, but I like people on both sides. So I'm just enjoying watching it. Exactly. It's been it's been really fun. And the <laughs> this last week was very <laughs> jam-packed full of things. So we can just go through some like what has happened this past week. And if you feel anything, feel free to jump in um, okay. because it's there's a lot that has gone on and a lot of different moving parts and whatnot. So it all really stems from the eviction from last week because Josh and Rohan were on the block and they kept wanting to figure out do we evict Rohan or do we evict Josh? And apparently they were all like flipping it back and forth, trying to figure it out. But the main focus was on Latoya and this final push that she tried like 30 minutes before the eviction. And they did show it on the episode where she came in the room and uh, she kind of applied pressure and she was like, are we doing it or not guys? Come on. And and Victoria was kind of like, I don't think this is the right time. Like, I don't really want to do this. And it just kind of spooked people out. And this is where I think Tina really started to kind of back away as well. And she later confirmed that because in my notes from this episode, I was like, this is probably where Tina started to back off because mm-hmm. that energy in that room did feel a little uncomfortable. And then uh, the veto episode, Tina confirmed that it was a, a dictatorship in a sense that she was oh, feeling. It was just, it was, it was uncomfortable to watch. Like I, if I was in that house, I would not let someone just like run around and tell me like what to do. Cause it wasn't a, let's do this together. It's like a, we're doing this, you know, right. attitude. And that's really difficult, especially in an alliance where you're supposed to all be working together. Mm-hmm. And if somebody is constantly pushing something that y'all have already agreed that you didn't want to do or this or that, it can raise some red flags and I, I don't fully blame them for feeling that way about LaToya because she was pushing it from what we could see, you know, like that energy. And we know her energy is just very forward in general. 
Mm -hmm. So when she's not in power and she's still trying to push like that, it could probably cause a lot more friction than most people would, would expect, or maybe that she would even expect. So then another thing that caused a lot of issues was Kiefer was talking to Kyle and he was lying on Victoria saying that she was the <laughs> one playing both sides of the house and that she was the one trying to flip the vote. And Kyle ended up telling Victoria what Kiefer said. And Victoria was like, I was the one that stopped the flip. Like, how is it getting pegged on me that I was trying to flip the house? So she was pissed off that Kiefer was lying <laughs> on her. And she knows that Latoya was the one pushing, even though Latoya wasn't the only person trying to flip things one way or another. She That final push, I think, is what really stuck in her head because she had already said what she wanted to do and she didn't want to do the flip. Mm -hmm. So those two events cause a lot of the the mess that we saw this week which i'm very thankful for because i just don't understand what Kiefer was thinking like why sing it was just such a dumb game move like i don't get what he was thinking when he chose victoria to go tell kyle it was just very random and not thought out to me at all and i didn't understand why he thought he could get away with it right <laughs> like it's just i feel like it's super easy to to know who is in the right and who's in the wrong and not that it's wrong to try to flip the vote but yeah. compared to what you're saying like you're the one that's lying here and it just so, seemed unnecessary like he should have just kept his mouth shut and stayed out of it like he like went fine. to go cover right it's like he went to go cover for someone else and it's like you why would you not just want the target on that person i know that's like one of your you know alliance members but you've been on the block like every single week do you really want to make another target of yourself right yeah, it was, it was very confusing to me, too. So we move on to the HOH competition after Josh is finally evicted. Poor guy. They really put him through a lot. He <laughs> um, looks like he's living his best life now that he's out of the house, though. He is so hot. Oh my <laughs> I sent James, like, one of his pictures. He, like, posted, like, a thirst trap or whatever. I think that was his caption. Um, that was a thirst trap? I, I mean, not really, but I think he put something about, like, thirst in his caption something about some hydration um <laughs> and it hydrated me i was like thank you um dasani could never you know and <laughs> he's just so hot i'm sorry <laughs> don't get distracted so much i'm trying to go on instagram to see that photo but did he we, take it down i don't know i don't follow okay. him <laughs> oh. you are your obsession is <laughs> intriguing so anyway oh, oh no so the caption was thirst trap for eviction night who's going home tonight and it's like <laughs> going home to you i'm just kidding yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because i will 100 leave the game <laughs> bye <laughs> any more thirsting on your heart <laughs> anyway next <laughs> no i just love you josh that's it you need to ask him to come on the show. I told you to ask him. I know you told me, but I don't know what to say to him. I'm scared. <laughs> Why are you scared? He's hot. I don't talk to hot people. It's your life. Please gather your life. Um, I mean, if he came on this show, it would literally be you him like you asking him questions and me just like staring. So no, you it would be your. I would be like Zach has questions for you today, Joshua. <laughs> I'd be like, are you single? Are you ever in LA? <laughs> you vaccinated down to hang. <laughs> and I heard you like worked on the Riverdale set. What was that like? <laughs> Those are all the things I want to know. <laughs> Hilarious. So 
<laughs> Can I move on to the HOH competition? <laughs> uh, I've done my job. So we move on to the HOH competition. And I was first and foremost cracking up that they were all color coordinated. I was like, I've never seen them do this before where they all had on either blue or green or something else. I was like, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was a knockout competition, which are always very fun to watch because it just lets you know who people are working with. And it just puts, you know, everything on the table at that point. And so they go through the competitions and it gets down to Kiefer and Victoria. And it's wild because Kiefer and Victoria have been like the comp beast this season in a sense. Like they have both been doing really well in these competitions. Mm-hmm. And but it ended up with Victoria winning and pulling out the HOH, which is also hilarious to the whole story of this week because Kiefer was the one just lying on Victoria and he right. could have pulled out that HOH. And Victoria, you know, who knows what he would have done, but Victoria swiped it from him and now he's in a position where he knows that he just fucked up and that he has to figure out how to move forward because this girl is going to be coming for him. But Victoria ended up winning and I noticed though she in a lot of those rounds she didn't answer the other person just got it wrong. Mm-hmm. But Same with Kiefer. Right. But she did answer the final answer. So mm-hmm. it was a very, it was a, a, a well-earned HOH. She also won an OLG gift card. OLG is really providing to the kids this season. <laughs> what is that? I think it's just like lottery. Oh, I just think of old lady gang or whatever it is. Right. Um, <laughs> Where is the macaroni and cheese? Right. <laughs> Candy's a part of this too. Damn. <laughs> what if she was? <laughs> right. She was like on Big Brother once. And now she's like just part of it. Now she's the entrepreneur for Big Brother. Like she right. really, that's not a bad idea. She low-key should sponsor BBUS. <laughs> They can have an OLG lounge too, but mm-hmm. it's the old lady gang lounge. You can get you some ribs, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Or they can have like Mama Joyce come and cook some slop or something like that. That would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> we move on in the have-nots this week are Rohan, Kyle, Braden, Austin. I didn't fully understand how or why she chose them because I know that they were working together at that time. So that was a little strange, I thought. Yeah, I was confused. Um, yeah, I didn't get it. Victoria was so excited and she was in the room celebrating with Kyle and then more people came in and they were all celebrating that she won. And then we found out about the Bossy Glossies, which is an alliance with Victoria, Austin, and Brayden. Kyle is very aware that Kiefer was lying to him and he holds him to it. And <laughs> I was cracking up because I was like, how you get caught red-handed in 10 minutes? Like, how, how can you tell a lie and it fi- backfires on you that quickly? <laughs> It's, it's got to show you that you're not doing something correctly when you're not spinning your webs in a way that is giving you any protection. Like you're just opening the door for foolery and an onslaught of mess for you. So Toya is upset at this point that Victoria won because she's feeling like Rohan was the shot that they should have taken, but they decided to go to, for Josh anyways. And with Victoria winning HOH, they think that Kiefer, Kiefer and Tara will go... <laughs> Kifa. <laughs> Shut up. Kifa, go ahead. Kifa. They say, they think that Kifa and Tara will go up. And <laughs> then we move on. Victoria has her HOH reveal and she is just so extra. And I sometimes I'm like, I like it. And sometimes I'm like, girl, you are so annoying. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is a very fine line that she walks with that pink hair. Um <laughs> 
all the sunsetters are now approaching Victoria and they told her to watch how people are changing. Now that you're in power, you know, you can tell that it's, they're going to be in here trying to manipulate you. But this whole time it's like, girl, y'all realize y'all is doing the same thing. <laughs> like y'all haven't really been trying to see it for Victoria, but now that she's in power, everybody's trying to, you know, be in her ear. And Tina at this point, Tina is like, <clears throat> what the heck? So sorry. Is that what Tina's like? Tina's like, <laughs> <laughs> no. So Tina is like, they are they're upset because all of this drama that's going on now, they know that the source of the issue has been Latoya and some of the other people in the Sunsetters because they have been trying to run things. So it was just like the tensions in the house were very high. And then more people try to come and talk to Victoria and Latoya's pitch to Victoria was just not good. It was so forward and so cold. And she was like, I'm not going to come in here and kiss your ass. <laughs> I'm just like, girl, <laughs> you think that's going to work on anybody? And I feel like with someone like Victoria, you have to approach them with some kind of like emotional understanding. There was like no con con emotional connection tried to be made. And she was telling her to make a game move and not an emotional move. And it just felt, it just didn't connect. And I mm -hmm. think that was a big issue for, for LaToya overall is that she just had a hard time when she wasn't in control because she can say whatever mm -hmm. she wants to when she knows she can get away with it. But when you're not in the position to control what goes on in the house, you kind of have to watch what you say. And she was constantly talking about how she wanted to be, keep it real and keep her energy, you know, consistent but in a game of Big Brother, you that's not always going to work for you. You know, you have to be willing to to say what needs to be said to get the scent off of your trail. You know what I mean? Like, but I was cracking up at Victoria's face whenever Toya left the room. She was just like, yikes, girl, I don't know. <laughs> she made up her mind that Toya was going to be her target. And a lot of people were upset about this to see two Black women go against each other. And honestly, I was disappointed to see it too at first, but I understood where it came from at the end of the day. Yeah. Victoria said that she tried to work with Jed and Ty and LaToya and they weren't 100% receptive. Like they would have conversations, but it just was never fully solidified. Mm -hmm. And so things just started being hard to deal with. And I think the whole flipping thing, I couldn't tell though if, if Victoria was using the flip as an excuse to get LaToya out because it was the one thing that she kept talking about. But I also did understand that the way that LaToya entered that room and tried to, you know, get that flip to happen before the, the eviction happened, that energy is kind of hard to, to take in when you're supposed to be cool with someone. I mean, I think that the flip was definitely an excuse, but I think that her and Latoya already had issues. It seemed like from what I was seeing, I feel like there was already like, I feel like they, I mean, they're just polar opposites in general. For sure. I mean, you know, like thinking back to the ball pit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're literally complete opposite people and attitudes. So I feel like maybe there had already been some rubbing of the wrong way. And then the flip just kind of was like the cherry on top. Or excuse me, the flip was like the ice cream. But then her coming in there and being like, I'm not kicking, I'm not kissing your ass. Like that was the cherry on top. And it's like, okay, well, get out, you know? <laughs> right. That's yeah, the way I took it. It's it's tough this season. I think we're not used to having so many different kind of people in the house. And so to see the two Black women go against each other, it is unsettling, especially when we've wanted there to be an alliance of Black people that work together. So to see it happen so early that they're on opposite sides, it, it does put a weird taste into my mouth. But it's like, I think we just have to get to a point where we realize that 
we may be moving into a space where there's a little more equity in the house and everybody's not always going to to match up and want to work together and that's going that's okay at the end of the day as long as people are playing their game and they're doing things for a reason you know as long as mm-hmm. it doesn't cross the line to where things are in questionable territory i think it's just something that we're going to have to get used to and i think this may be the first sign of that happening because it is causing some tension within the community in in a lot of conversations that are going on i didn't fully blame victoria for targeting latoya because honestly latoya is the biggest target in this house because she really has been making moves since the moment she walked in that door And I can imagine that it's hard to navigate a house with an energy like that in there if you Mm -hmm. also want to be able to have some kind of safety bubble where somebody's not going to have the tools in their arsenal to change whatever you want, you know, like Latoya was a force to be reckoned with. And I hated to see her be in this position so early, but I think she didn't protect herself enough. So I don't know. It was really interesting to watch Victoria work this week. I don't think it was all the smartest things, but I think that she was at least trying to really do do something which we don't often see yeah so we got a moment with victoria and brayden they had wendy's together and victoria got a video from her boyfriend and her best friend who are brothers <laughs> i was like oh well, that's interesting Ooh, i mean I'm, i don't know these people so i'm not gonna get into their personal life but i just i had some questions after i watched that video what were your questions <laughs> There were just a lot. (laughs) The whole situation was questionable to me. Um, I'm just going to leave it with that. People can come to their own conclusions. I don't want to get myself in trouble, but I have a feeling I'm not the only person who felt weird. No, I don't think you were. Um, (laughs) So I I also appreciated Victoria in that moment where she brought up Brayden to Beth to see if it would get back to Toya and other people. And it ended up coming out. And so she set that trap and figured out that they, she can't trust Beth <laughs> at all. <laughs> Truly. So Brayden tells Victoria that Beth told him that she mentioned his name and she realized that that trap worked. So then we get a moment where Ty and Jed try to talk to Victoria and Ty is so much better at communicating with her and with other people in general than Jed is. It's kind of, it, it kind of pains me to watch Jed talk because he's kind of like, he's, he kind of gives me Latoya in a sense where he mm-hmm. is, he's very forward. I don't think he realizes that he's doing it potentially, or he, maybe he just thinks that's how you play big brother, but he has no nuance to it. There's no, there's no ups and downs. Like it's all one straight line. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of watching the way that Jed plays this game. But Ty, on the other hand, he's great. I like him a lot. So then we get to the nomination ceremony and that damn spotlight comes right back out and follows her downstairs. (laughs) (laughs) And Victoria nominates Kiefer and Latoya for eviction. And I was cracking up when she was like, I hope this shows you to keep my name out of your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Such a mood. I was, but like, then she had to ruin it with the on her butt or whatever. I was like, God, stop. I know. I was like, oh, the cringe always has to appear. Like, can we just right? <laughs> Ooh, child. But but the key my name out of your mouth. That was pretty iconic. No, that was great. <laughs> Um, So then we move on to the veto episode and Latoya thinks it's so stupid that Victoria put her up because she was never going to go for Victoria, which I don't know if that's 100% true. People are saying that Latoya was not going to go for Vic, but I know that Latoya had Ro and Kyle on her mind a lot more than Victoria, but 
like mm-hmm. a couple days after the show started, Latoya was talking about wanting Victoria out. And I was tweeting mm-hmm. because I was already upset that the two black girls in the house were against each other. And so I don't I don't know when her narrative changed to not be against Victoria, but mm-hmm. there was a moment where she was going to be against Victoria. So I wasn't upset to see Victoria go for Latoya. So then we get some more interesting situations because Rohan walks in on Kiefer and Toya talking and they're saying, oh, there's going to be fireworks. And so he goes downstairs and starts talking to Kyle. And it's like, we need to be we need to be careful and be prepared because I think they're going to try to pull something. And then Tina tells Kyle and Rohan that apparently there's rumors of them coming after the women in the house. And so they're just like, what? Like, who's spreading that? And so Kiefer is in the pantry and Kyle and Rohan go in and they they come around him and they're like, do you want to fill us in on what's going on? And we're tired of getting our name thrown out there. And so they're going at it with Kiefer in the pantry and Kiefer's just like, "Uh, I just want to go and cook. Like, what is going on right now? (laughs) (laughs) And then Toya is like listening at the door and she's like, "Mm." and then she goes in and she's like, what we're not going to do is gang up on one person and saying that they've had their, her name in their mouth and they just start going at it. And I was cracking up because Toya was low key putting them in their place. Right. Uh, Rohan was like, I'm just trying to talk. And she was like, I don't like you. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. I was like, it's, it's so disappointing to not, to know we're not going to have more of Latoya because she really is great TV. So after this whole fight, Tina and Tara are like irked at Kyle and Rohan calling Kiefer out like that. And they're like, I didn't think it was going to be that big. And now Latoya is all in it and it just starts to be a mess. And this is where we find Tina talking about how she drifted away from the Sunsetters because she started to feel like it was less than an alliance and more of people dictating what they wanted. And now she's moving to play the center. And it's been very weird to me because Tina was in such a fantastic place in this house. And Mm -hmm. ever since she's gotten with Tara, it's been very different for her. And her position in the house has slowly been declining. And while she is in the center of the house, she doesn't have as much power or as much as much of an understanding of the dynamics in the house. I think like Mm -hmm. still understands the movements in the house, but She's not in in a power position, I think, the way that she had been in the first two weeks, which is disappointing because I I really like Tina and I want her to do well, but I think Tara is going to drag her down. Well, I think that I agree with that, but it's hard because I feel like she was at the bottom. I feel like her and Kiefer are at the bottom of their alliances. So I understand why Tina felt like she needed to make a move. I don't blame her for that. And while I think Tara may bring her down, I think that this is good for Tara's game because when the attention finally does move in Tara's direction, I think she can use like things against Tina to help her for sure um, get further. So it sucks for Tina, but it's kind of good for Tara. But I also understand why Tina would feel the need to distance herself from the people in her alliance because she felt she was at the bottom. And she was. I think she should have just went to like the other side of the house, which I mean, I still feel like she would be at the bottom of their alliance too, but um, it would have made more sense than just kind of like teaming up with Tara. Well, she did go to the other side of the house. It's the oddballs is basically everybody that's not in the Sunsetters means Tina as well because Tina kind of abandoned ship. And so it it is weird to see how things have shifted. But this is what I like about Big Brother. Like, I think this is the coolest 
big brother we've seen in a long time because nothing seems solid and what we what we're used to is people forming these big alliances and them lasting for a while and it being very boring because somebody in the big alliance wins hoh and it just is what it is but the the big alliances this season have gone back and forth in a sense and we're seeing people have to make decisions day to day based on the current situation in the house. Because even the position that the game is at right now is totally different than it was when we're at the stuff that we're talking about in this episode. So it's so interesting to watch the way that these dynamics play this season. And it's it's hard because we, like I said, I like everybody in the house. And so it's weird to to go from being okay I like the sunsetters this week I like the oddballs this week wait but now this is all shifted I don't know who I like anymore like what is going on <laughs> it's just it's a lot but it, it keeps you on your toes and I feel like this is the belly of big brother like this is what you want I was cracking up because after the whole fight in the pantry Rohan's like I need to do some damage control and he goes to Kiefer and he's like hey can we talk can we take two minutes and Kiefer's like zero minutes <laughs> that cracks me up and he was just he was completely against this he had no interest in talking to Rohan he was like I am done with you Ro you disrespected me I don't I don't want anything to do with this and I couldn't really blame him especially in that moment because they were still kind of heated and mm-hmm. then they also had a moment uh, where Kyle pulled Latoya into the room to talk to her. And he was trying to apologize to Latoya. And Latoya was like, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm, I don't want to apologize. I refuse to apologize. I don't regret anything I did. <laughs> and I was like, I feel that. Do you think that there were any apologies anybody should have offered to anybody in that situation? No. I mean... If you want to make nice and, you know, attempt to like help your game and like not have it affect it, then yeah, I mean, just throw out an apology and be done with it, you know, but I don't think it was necessary, nor do I think in this situation it would have helped anything. Yeah. So we'd get another segment of Tina and Tara. It's so interesting to watch these two form this TNT alliance because it kind of came out of nowhere and mm-hmm. it's it's interesting too because Tina was with Toya pretty strongly and they had that duo and now that she saw the way that Toya the thing with Toya was going she kind of separated herself and now she has a new pair and there are all these pairs in the house and I don't I don't think we've seen a season where there's a bunch of pairs in a long time and mm-hmm. it's really interesting how do you feel about everybody kind of being paired off and do you have a favorite pair <laughs> I really like Kyle and Rohan. <laughs> I do too, in a sense. Um, but I mean, I it is a little weird because I feel like all of the pairs are just super obvious, except for Tina and Tara, unless they're doing stuff on the feeds that I just haven't seen. No, they're pretty obvious. I feel like, okay, well, I just feel like everyone's pretty obvious. Like, I feel like it's this is a house where it's obvious who's working with who, just in general. So, I mean, I it's fine. I don't I don't have any feelings, negative or positive. I just think that, Maybe just keep something a secret. Right. <laughs> no. No, it's it's interesting because now Kiefer and Victoria realize that they're kind of the only two people in the house that don't have a pair. And it's like, you know, it, it it's just making things 
very dynamic. And I mean, well, they should just pair up together. They're winning everything. They can just go week by week. Right. He takes one week, takes one week, and then boom, final two. There you go. I would not be mad at that final two, if I'm being honest. I think that would be really mm-hmm. interesting to see those two make it that far. It's weird to start thinking about the end game at this point. I haven't even really thought that far ahead. It's, But I, mm-hmm. I appreciate This is the first time, the first Big Brother Canada season that I'm, I'm feeling good about this far into the season. Like, I liked Big Brother Canada 5, but I feel like I didn't really get into it until later in the season. And all the other ones, I never, like, it just never felt on pace, except for 3. 3 was pretty solid as well, but... I just can't talk enough about how much I'm enjoying the structure of the season. So we move on to the veto competition. And I was cracking up because Victoria was like, Ty and Jed cannot be picked to play in this veto competition. And then they go and do the pools <laughs> and Ty and Jed are picked to play the veto competition <laughs> along with Austin and the two nominees. Veto competition was an OLG Big Brother crossword. And I really enjoyed seeing this. And I was like, they are really loving a scratch off this season. They are scratching everything. But how did you like this competition? I liked it. I, (laughs) it's so funny because I always like watch these and I'm like, would I know these words? I mean, (laughs) I feel like I would, but probably not. Um, I would be like Kiefer putting like what did he put like victory or something at the or tuesday no <laughs> what was it tuesday thursday, thursday. <laughs> why did i say victory i knew it's something in it with the y but he was <laughs> like that would probably be me that was uh, I mean, I, that wasn't off base though it was like what day you no. get evicted oh they be leaving on thursday <laughs> <laughs> so good um I mean, yeah, I like the competition. It was cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I thought it I was fun. Like... I, I liked the way that they had to drop the letters in. It reminded me of Plinko mm-hmm. on The Price is Right. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. The, the, the questions weren't hard, but you had to get the things right. And I thought that adding in the blanks made it a lot harder, too, because you had to make sure things were mm-hmm. precision correctly. And it was about speed, and you couldn't really see how people were doing it. I thought it was a really fun comp. I would like to see something like that in BBUS because I don't know, it was it was really cool. And um, but I was cracking up too when when uh, Latoya got the word eviction wrong, but she she put eviction with a G. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for eviction, girl. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna take Kifa out. <laughs> right. She'd be flipping on them evictions. Um so uh Jetson ended up winning the veto competition which he really killed that competition he did such a, a good job and I expected others to give him more of a run for his money and I was I was like impressed and I'm interested to see what else he's going to do in future competitions so Victoria was very disappointed but she played it off well in that moment where she was like congratulating them and then she walked away and she was like worst case scenario and she was just like telling you know you could tell that she was upset but i thought she played it off well she's a quite a good manipulator and a liar (laughs) Mm -hmm. but she was like so what am i gonna do because they're probably gonna take down latoya and it's just ah, it's gonna be a mess so victoria was like "I, i want i think i have to threaten to put up ty or beth if the veto is used and so she mulls on that but but then we find out that brayden gets taken off of have nots and they did a vote on Twitter, and which I liked. I wish that more of these votes happened on Twitter because you can keep up with the polls. And if you want to try to do this mm-hmm. or do that, everything is, is very visible. 
So Brayden got taken off have nots and he got to choose a special meal, which I was like, this is even better than freaking Wendy's. Like he could choose from sushi or all these other things. I was mm-hmm. like, I'd much rather would have had this. So then we get to the moment where Victoria is like, I need to have a conversation with Ty and Jed. Ty goes and gets Jed and it's like, Beth told me that Vic is on a power trip and she's like, they're going to use the veto where they better talk to me before they do that. So they get ready to talk to Victoria. Victoria sticks with Kiefer being her target. She tells Jed and Ty she doesn't want to have to replace the nominee if somebody comes down off the block. And she basically begs them to help her keep her promise, which I thought was kind of a brilliant approach to this because it's like, I know you have this power to do what you want to do, but I really don't want to break my promise to you. So please help me not break my promise to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like they didn't even really call her out on that because I would have been like, girl, do you realize what you're doing? <laughs> right. How did you feel? Well, I feel like Jed, I felt like Jed tried to call her out on it he was getting you know pretty defensive up in the hoh room and just kind of like questioning why she was doing what she was doing and why she wasn't using other people um but honestly i kind of thought that it was like nice of her to even tell them you know um i get that it was to help her not have to use it but i feel like in that position i wouldn't have even like done anything i would have just like kind of like put them up and then like done my talk and just been like well like you know, I don't know. I just, it seemed like a lot of work. It did. I don't know how to, I don't know how to put this into words. Um, that makes sense. But it just seemed like a lot of work to me. And it seemed like it pissed um, Ty and Jed off more than it should have. For sure. Because she was truly trying to give them a chance to not be broken up. Right. And I mean, just like one of the three of them needed to go. It just is what it is. And it was cracking me up because they were really acting like it was a problem. Like she wasn't allowed to do this or something. Like they mm-hmm. were really offended by it. And I'm just like, this is the game. <laughs> well, then, I mean, there was that. And then they went into the other room and got Latoya and they were just like talking about it. Right. This is what I texted you about when they went into the other room and they were talking about it right in front of Kiefer. Like I was dying. Like, can you guys go to another room and not like talk about how you're trying to like save Latoya right right in front of him? I was just like, Canada this season is so disrespectful to the people (laughs) on the blog. They just talk shit to them, to their face. They do not care. They do not care (laughs) at all. (laughs) I was like, poor dude. And then he was like, I'm noticing that I'm at the bottom. Like, no shit. You think? (laughs) Right. And this, that was the moment where I was like, okay, I appreciate Kiefer noticing where his position lies and even though he's really close with Latoya, he's comfortable letting her go in a sense because he knows that he's never going to be able to to pierce that three. Like he's not going to be able to get into that or do anything mm-hmm. through that. And they're on his team. So, you know, as much as it's, it's hard to lose somebody that you're close to and that is good at the game in a sense and could have your back, it, I think it does put Kiefer in a much better space in the house without Latoya in the house. I just... If I were Kiefer, I wouldn't want to work with them. You know, I, I no spoilers, but I kind of see like what's happened um, going forward. And it just kind of makes me question like what his motives are. Like, what are they doing to like make him feel safe? Because that would have been enough for me to be like, okay, I need to 
get these people out because they obviously don't care about me right. nobody's like going up to try to save me and especially when you see tina jumping on over to tara too it's like maybe <laughs> maybe i need to do some hopping and jumping myself right maybe they can have tnt and k you know like <laughs> <laughs> do something together because truly tina's at the bottom Kiefer's at the bottom you know, you guys were both like team captains. You had like that like time together at the beginning, like work together because you're not, you're both like not bad players. I think that Kiefer um, is definitely better at competitions than he is in any other part of the game. I think his social game and his emotions are going to be the death of him, but he's proven like he's a comp beast, you know, compared to everyone else in the house. Absolutely. So like, why not go over there and work with like Tina, who seems to be a little bit more social and able to get along with people and not quite as emotional. I think that they, they would be a fun two together, but it seems like he's staying with Ty and Jed. And after seeing how they, you know, kind of just talked in front of him and made him, you know, seem disposable and like, we can't lose Latoya. I just don't understand why you would want to continue working with that. For sure. No, I th that's a, a great take. I didn't even think about them both being the captains at the beginning. That's an immediate connection between them that we haven't really seen them talk about much since that happened. And I do think that would be great for them moving forward if they did solidify something, even if it was under the table or whatever, because they both, they kind of need each other if they want to go forward in this game, because there are a lot of other duos and trios and things going on that are going to be hard to get through. Um, but no, I totally agree with you. I think that they, that that was super disrespectful to talk about in front of him, even though it was kind of mm -hmm. hilarious, but it just, it really does show you where your, your loyalties lie and the boundaries that people have. And sometimes you have to judge people based on the boundaries that they present to you, because if they are comfortable crossing boundaries and doing something like that in your presence, who knows what they're, what else they're comfortable doing? You know what I mean? And of course, this is a mm -hmm. single game. This is not a team game at the end of the day. So everybody's going to take everybody out, but you got to make sure that your things are in order so you can have some kind of safety from even the people that you think you're working with. So, um, but after the conversation that Ty and Jed had with Victoria, Victoria was so proud of herself. <laughs> she, she be cracking me up the way that she's like, I am the best player to ever play this game. This is my game. I'm so good at this game. <laughs> she was even doing it last night too, which we will get to, but she is so proud of herself. And I just hope that she doesn't hype herself up to the point that she ends up messing everything up for herself um because you just can't count your chickens before your eggs hatch ma'am like i'm happy i i like it's honestly really impressive to see the spot that she's gotten herself into after everything that went down in the week that we're discussing but you just gotta this is a marathon you can have little week-to-week -week celebrations but you gotta watch how happy you are with your current standings because you got a long road ahead of you yeah. Um, so then we move on to the conversation between Jed and Ty and Toya and Beth was in the room as well that they had with Victoria. So Toya is talking about how Victoria is disgusting and how her wanting them not to use the veto is like a, an act of her trying to be in control, which, yeah, girl, she's HOH. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she hates that if Jed doesn't use the veto, then he looks like Victoria's bitch. And I'm just like, ma'am, like this is the whole point of the game. You want to use your chess pieces to block other people from making moves. And if you have that leverage, that's what you use. Like that's how you play the game. And if people 
have their chess pieces in front of you and can block you in different ways, then maybe your game is not is as good as you think it is. You know, like you, yeah. you got to be ahead of those moves if you want to move forward. And Toya being so like disgusted by that bothered me. And I was like, this is kind of why I feel like she needs to go because she, when she's not in power, it's like, it it's very aware that she is uncomfortable with her spot in the house or with the way people make decisions if they're not benefiting her. It's very interesting. Toya also thinks that Victoria is jealous of her spot in the Alliance and she wants her gone so Victoria can take her spot. Do you think that that was part of Victoria's reasoning? No. <laughs> I don't think Victoria was jealous of LaToya. Do you? Did I miss something? Toya said it on the episode that she thought she was jealous, that she mm-hmm. thinks there's jealousy. And people on Twitter say that they think it's based in jealousy too. But I don't know what there is to be jealous of because why would she want to work with Ty and Jed? Like, I don't yeah. think they've offered anything that makes a lot of sense to, you know, kind of not blow up your game, but be, be very mm-hmm. boisterous in the house to cause ripples to get somebody out just to try to implement yourself in a spot where you already have been against them and said that you would put one of them up on the block if they use the veto like that those kind of moves don't show me that she's trying to do something to work with them but maybe i mean have i missed something on the feeds like does she hang out with them a lot because like as far as like television i don't really see them like i've never really seen them working together you know so i may have missed something on the feeds too uh because i didn't fully see anything that would tell me that she was but people have said that she said different things um about Latoya and that it started really early in the season where they think that she just doesn't like Latoya or something like that well again they are polar opposites right and also it does not surprise me Latoya was the main energy behind Julie going out first and Julie Mm -hmm. and Victoria were very close it was like her biggest ally and she didn't vote she was the only person that didn't vote to evict her so I think that all of those things kind of played in into it. And there could be some jealousy in there. Just, you know, I don't know what from a, what angle it would be from. I'll have to go and look what people were saying specifically. <laughs> Parasite and jealousy. <laughs> jealousy, jealousy, jealousy. But I don't know if it was based on her spot with the guys because I don't think I don't think that Victoria would do well in that spot. And I don't know if she could even find her way to that spot, especially because Beth is there. (laughs) Right. And I don't feel like the guys have like even kind of like made her feel like that spot's kind of open for her. Well, She is, she is cool with them. Like when they do have conversations, there is like this, this like brother sister kind of energy I get from them. And so maybe Mm. she does want to be closer to that group and maybe she didn't like Toya. And so it might've made her uncomfortable to be around them in that way. Like I can maybe see from that angle, but if it's from just the angle of wanting to work together, I don't know if I completely buy that. Um, yeah. But it was it was hilarious to watch this conversation go down because Toya was being so condescending to her. And Toya was like, I believe I'm your target. And Victoria was like, I told you I didn't want to do the flip. I told you the night before and I told you right before. And Toya was like, can I just finish for a second? Can I just say what I'm saying? And then you can talk and I'll listen because that's how a conversation works. <laughs> And Victoria was like, LaToya, don't fucking talk to me like that. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, whoa, y'all are getting a little, a little testy. This room, there's a lot of tension here. It was, what did you think about that exchange? I mean, is that not how like 
arguments go i just felt very at home in that conversation <laughs> i feel like i've had that conversation i was gonna say I felt, so many times in my life i was like i feel like me and you may have had that conversation <laughs> right <laughs> look again i'm not surprised by the tension between the two of them um maybe i'm missing something but it didn't really it didn't really shock me um but it was really fun to watch it was. and i you know i love stuff like that um so yeah there's not <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what else to say um jed continued to talk about how people are only talking to her because she's hoh and i'm like he literally has no self-awareness in this situation <laughs> and then I was cracking up because they were like she's threatening to put up Ty and she was like yeah because I don't really have many options that Latoya is not going to flip the house on do you want me to put up Beth and Beth was sitting right on the bed (laughs) (laughs) and everyone got quiet (laughs) she was like I'll put Beth up in a heart like I'll do it and Beth was just like uh <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, Vic- I mean, I truly think that that was like the turning point for them, where they're like, "Oh shit, she's like serious." She is serious. I and I appreciate it. Victoria did not back down one time throughout this whole thing, and it was so refreshing to see, especially to say something like that to Beth's face while she's sitting on your bed. Like, you are really here <laughs> to play this game, girl, and I'm not mad about it. Like, that is a little ruthless, and especially for people she says she wants to work with. Like, she is like, look. This is my goal. Even though she was lying the whole time saying that it was Kiefer, that was her goal. She was still pretty clear about what she was shooting for. And it was it was an adventure to watch all this <laughs> play out. Do you, do you think that this was the right move for Victoria's game? Yes. I think it is the right move for everyone's game. They just don't know it because Latoya was a beast. And I think that she would have got really far if given the chance. And I love seeing good players actually get voted out i know that's weird like you want good players to make it but i like when players are able to realize what's going on and what needs to happen and then they make it happen so i think that this was a really good move for everyone in the house i fully agree i i feel like i would want to make a move like this because so many times when people are playing big brother or they talk about playing big brother they often talk about keeping shields in the house and i do Mm -hmm. think that there is a level of importance to a shield but i'm also very much of the the mindset of i want them gone like the faster they're gone the more control i'll have to figure out a spot that i can be in to re to figure out what's best for me without that force in the house. Even when I'm playing like Big Brother the game, like there are certain mm-hmm. people that I can tell that I need to get out of this house. And even if they're cool with people I'm working with, I'm like, I don't like, it's it's not an option. Like mm-hmm. I want this, this person needs to go because I know that they're going to be in my way the entire time there. And they're good right. at the game. They can manipulate people and they could potentially win something. And it puts me in a bad decision, a, a bad position. I mean, that's what I did with the Survivor game. I mean, I flipped the vote very last second to get that one guy out because I could tell he was competition. And then everyone, you know, was like, what? Why is this happening? And it's like, look, if I can't make it far in this game, I at least want to do something in the game, you know? And now Victoria, if she doesn't make it, she knows that she at least got a good player out, you know? Like, if I'm not going to make it, you're not going to make it. That's my, (laughs) like, mentality when it comes to stuff like that. You know, I want people to go after the hard targets and like the people that like usually are safe until the end when things get crazy, you know, like, no, I want to see the, 
I don't want to say weaker players because I don't think they're necessarily weaker, but I want those people to rise up and actually have to like play the game and not float. You know, I want them to have to start thinking strategy and getting into it because then it's more fun to watch when everyone's involved. Absolutely. And that's what always happens. People take out these other like auxiliary characters and then the big names stay in the house and end up running everything towards the end. And while people want somebody in the house who they want somebody to win that's playing a really good game. I think that people who play a low-key game deserve more credit. And I don't think that they really get the shine that they deserve a lot of, a lot of times because those big players get to stay around and end up running things to the end. So I am very happy to see Victoria take a move, like take a shot like this, because this is not a little girl shot. Like this is it was it was very ballsy to do something like this this early in the season. Do you think that this hurts her game moving forward? Because a lot of people kept talking about y'all are talking about she's playing a great game and she's making these big moves, but she's not going to survive after this and she's going to do this and this and that. But I don't know if that's the case. I I don't think it's going to hurt her game. I think that I think that people will remember it, but I think that. Well, I know that she made it so far this week. Um, and I think that the more time goes by, the less people will remember. And it becomes more of so what's going on at the moment. So there's always a chance that like these big moves are going to hurt you. But I think if you can get past a week or two, usually things kind of calm down for you. And the house is constantly changing that you can like maneuver yourself out of it. For sure. It's, and especially like in her position, her target was so big that it like starts to disappear at a certain point. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And and that's what I was thinking she was going to happen with her. And that's kind of what we're seeing. And I'm happy for her. And I hope that she is able to like make it further into this game and reposition herself because I don't know. I, th I think she could do really well if she can get into jury. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, she was she was making some moves and I was cracking up when they were like, you're not going to force my hand and make decisions that are going to benefit your game and not mine. And I'm like, uh, she did. Like, that's literally right. what she did. <laughs> and that's literally the point of being HOH to get what you want, to do what's best for your game to move forward and to position people and things around you in a way where you can get everything done that you want done because you may never get that power again. And I think that it was a flawless execution and it was really, really delightful to watch. <laughs> mm. um, and then at the end, they were just like, she won. <laughs> I was like, you right. <laughs> she really won. And we rarely see people win the way that Victoria won this week when it comes to getting what you want out of your HOH without any hiccups. Like she, she navigated it flawlessly. So then there was a cliffhanger with the power of veto ceremony. And we find out that Jetson did not use the power of veto at all. And then I was cracking up because <laughs> Victoria was like, I was never going to put up, put up die. <laughs> she like, that was so unnecessary. <laughs> Cause it's like, now you're, you're like literally being like, I'm manipulative. This is what I do. Right. <laughs> Let me tell you about it. I mean, it. yeah. If, I, I think that would hurt her game more than threatening to put him up, in my opinion. Right. She was getting a little cocky and she she I don't know if it if it would hurt her game in a way that she couldn't repair from, but it's def it was definitely unnecessary. And it just proves that she is a messy player and that she'll do these things, but she'll also 
not really know her boundaries and let that energy get carried away and <laughs> say some dumb stuff which you know it's fun to watch girl good luck <laughs> um so this next part on the episode really cracked me up when they were all sitting around the table and they were like making fun of Victoria being like, she's never going to make make jury. She's <laughs> never like what we're done with her. She's never, she doesn't have a shot. And <laughs> she was within earshot of hearing it. And then she walked by and they were like, was she there the whole time? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Toya was like, she could hear, we were talking low and <laughs> And then uh, Victoria was sitting over there at the counter and she just said, because somebody asked, was like, do you think she could hear? And she said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ty was like, what? What'd you say? She's like, I was just answering a question. <laughs> she played it off so well. I don't even know if she actually heard. I mean, she, she said that she heard what they were saying, but the way mm -hmm. that she did that was like crazy messy in the best way. <laughs> She gotta go, bro. Who? Oh, she is. She's like, you ain't making top 10. <laughs> I'm in on that. I'm in on that. I was like, you ain't touching Drake. <laughs> sitting there. I didn't even know you were over there. Yeah, I've just been sitting there. Hi. I was supposed to go in there like 20 minutes ago, so I've been sitting outside waiting. She's been over there for a minute. No. <laughs> we wouldn't have been Maybe talking loud enough if she could hear. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you, she must have heard. Nope. Yes. Huh? Hmm? Guess what? What? What happened? I was saying yes. I was answering a question. I loved that so much. I don't feel like I love Victoria, but I love the way that Victoria has played this week on pretty much every front. Even when it's been messy, it's been very interesting to watch and just kind of like free-spirited, which, you know, it's obvious that she's she seems very free-spirited, but we just, ha we haven't seen anybody move like this in a minute. So then we get a segment about bingo and... I don't really know what happened. I know that Brayden ended up being a bingo ball and Kiefer had to sit in some ice cream and somebody had to say their alphabet back. Do, do you know how to say your alphabet backwards? Hell to the fuck no. <laughs> I, that would take me forever to figure out. I can, I, uh, Z, that's it. I can only do half Z of it. Like I know half of it off the top of my head, but the other half I always get messed up because I tried to learn it at one point. But for why i don't know just because <laughs> i was like you know i feel like one day somebody's going to be like can you say your alphabet backwards and i want to be able to do it but i can only do half of it what do you remember what that was for like did they win something i feel like they did but i mean i literally just watched this i can't remember i know that <laughs> you just watched it and don't remember because <laughs> it was so random i was just like this is stupid like it was, it was just, random it was really dumb. And then Kyle had like an egg on his head and I just like ate, well, I hate eggs. And so I was like, that's disgusting. It was very What did they win? I know they did it in teams. Maybe they won. Mm -hmm. Didn't they? Oh, they won a pizza party, I think. Oh yeah, that's it. A pizza party. You're yeah, right. I was just like, girl, this was, 
at least we got to watch the whole HOH competition, though, and they didn't fill it with a bunch of bull like they did last week. So, you know, y'all can have mm-hmm. your little pizza party bingo fun. It's cool. So then there was this thing that Victoria was trying to pull off where she wanted to pin all of this on Beth. She wanted to make it seem like Beth was the one that was going to flip the vote for LaToya to go out. And she wanted to call Beth out in a bunch of different ways. And she was really gung-ho about this. But I don't think she actually did it. I haven't heard anything on the feeds. And I'm happy if that's the case, I'm happy it didn't happen because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> because Kiefer knew from the jump that Victoria's target was LaToya. So if Kiefer wasn't cool with her, he could have just exposed the whole thing. But I don't know. Uh, we'll see in these episodes coming up tonight what happens in this new HOH week. But we get to the eviction and LaToya is evicted from the Big Brother house by about of six to three. And I really was sad to see her go because she was such a character in this house and she brought a lot of tension and a lot of like a lot of gameplay. Like she was a very well-rounded character. How do you feel about LaToya now that she's gone? I mean, I feel the same way as I felt with her in the house. (laughs) I enjoyed her. I liked her game. I mean, it's sad to see her go, but it's also good to see her go because that means that people in the house were able to see what she was doing. So, I mean, it's like 50-50 for me. It sucks, but at the same time, it's good. And I think it's good television and it keeps us on our toes. Like what's going to happen next? You know, because I mean, a week or two ago, we were like, Latoya's running the house. Like, it's, she's going to be hard to get. Like, she's really impressing us. But then look, she got got, you know, so. Quick, too. It's it's just like, in my opinion, everything is up in the air this season. And I love that. And so, again, I love her. But I think that it was the move that needed to be done. And it was done, child. It is done. So mm-hmm. we move on to the HOH competition, which was a crapshoot kind of shuffleboard slide competition, which I always say I love the crapshoot competitions because you never know what's going to happen. But Kiefer was one of the first people to go and he got a a nine or he got a 10 right off the bat. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I did not want Kiefer to win because I was worried that Victoria was going to be up because I wanted her to be in a position to recover this week. And so with Kiefer getting that 10, I was like stressed. And then Austin ended up getting a 10 as well. And then it ended up being Kiefer versus Austin for a reshoot. And Kiefer gets a nine. And I was like, oh gosh, it's going to be a Kiefer week. Like, oh. But, and Austin ended up getting something lower and Kiefer won HOH. And I was, how did you feel about Kiefer being the new HOH this week? You know, like I said, I... I don't really care for Kiefer, but he's starting to make me like him. And I, it was really necessary for him to get it. Cause if he went up, he would have been up on the block so again. Wouldn't. And I think that poor boy needs a little bit of a break. <laughs> so I was actually happy. Cause I was like, what is he going to do now that I've seen what he's done? I'm not so happy, but you know, at the time I was like, this is okay. I'm okay with this. It's a very, it's a very nice break to see like the people who think they're running the house not win stuff, even though they're still running things like behind the scenes. Um, it's just nice to see them not win. So I was okay with it. Absolutely. I was really like feeling negative about Kiefer winning. I did not want him to have this HOH because I really thought he was going to have HOH-itis. He was going to be pacing everywhere and on everybody's nerves and doing some stuff, but he seems pretty focused. And 
I have been a lot more impressed with the way that he's handled this and it's made me like him. And I love to be proven wrong because me and you both were off key for week one. Like we were just not Mm -hmm. interested, but he is slowly like shown different sides of himself where I'm, I'm feeling a little more okay about it. Even when Victoria won HOH and he offered himself to go up on the block, basically, it was at first I was like, why would you offer yourself up like that? But after learning about how he tried to lie on her, it made so much sense because he knew he was going to be going up anyway because she had just found out about that. And so mm-hmm. for him to play it that way and now that he's HOH, kind of build something with her and say, hey, I don't want to target you this week because you kept me safe. Like you told me you, I wasn't going to go home and that didn't happen. I mean, and that happened. And, you know, he, he seems to be putting the pieces together in a very smart way and being, being very like thoughtful about it. And so I'm, I'm not mad at it at all. And I think that the, what he's doing this week is, is probably the best move for him. Um, and so I guess we can jump into that too. So if you don't want to be spoiled, you can skip ahead. Um, but did you see the nominations for this week and who won veto and where everything stands with with Kiefer? Um, so I saw that he nominated Roe and Kyle um, and that Jetson and Ty were really happy about that. So I'm guessing it's because they were in his ear. That's why I said I feel like that side of the house is still like running everything. Um, and I don't understand why Kiefer is still with him, but whatever. Um, and then I saw that Roe won the veto. I do not. I'm guessing, obviously, he takes himself off, but I do not know who he was replaced with if he has been replaced already. Yeah, he, so they haven't been replaced yet. He hasn't been replaced yet, but they're thinking they want to put up Austin. And it's, so it's, it's going to be two people from two duos on the block together, Kyle and Austin. And they kind of have like a budding showmance going on right now too, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And so... I don't know how this week is going to go fully. And like we've been saying over and over again, it's fun to not really know what's going to happen because I personally want Kyle to go this week. I, I see. I want Kyle to stay. I think they would be stupid to keep Austin because Austin has proven herself to win competitions and she has Brayden, you know, I know that Kyle and Roe are together, but Kyle and Roe have done nothing this entire game except argue with people. (laughs) So I would be more set on getting out Austin if I were the people in the house. And that's where things are interesting too, because if they did get rid of Austin, then Brayden would kind of be on his own and be easy to pick up for another duo or trio or whatever. But I think that Kyle and Rohan are a little more dangerous. Like I think they are way more willing to take big shots than Austin and Brayden would be. Not that Austin wouldn't because Austin has been very forward in a sense, but after and and she is like a great competitor but for some reason i feel like kyle and rohan do need to get broken up and i don't know i i want to see i kind of want to see austin in a position to win and take out somebody else again which has kind of been a pattern when you stay on the block you can win hoh or people around you win hoh Mm -hmm. and then you put up the other side like i could see austin winning hoh again but she almost won hoh last week so it's like we need mm-hmm. to take her out because she's going to be like somebody else and win again, you know, and it's dangerous, mm-hmm. but Rohan just won veto. So he could potentially win HOH too. And then we're in a terrible spot. So honestly, either way, I think it would be a good move for them, but I don't know. My gut tells me that Kyle needs to be the one to go this week. Back to I just he's on my draft. <laughs> oh my god. 
I just think that I think they're way more dangerous. I don't I don't know why. I mean, they have the potential to be dangerous, yes. But as far as like where they are in the game, I feel like they're two lone rangers. You know, they have themselves and that's it. I see Austin way more as a threat than either one of those boys. Rohan talked so much smack coming into this game and I have seen none of it. <laughs> so Yeah. I don't know. It is what it but, is. But you know, even Austin's HOH week, we didn't really see much of her. She didn't really do anything. Like it was very much the Sunsetters running her HOH. So I don't know if she has that strategic chop. You know what I mean? Like those chops to really, really make something happen. But but see, I don't count that first HOH as like really anything because they were in teams right, right. and like they didn't really know anything. Everything that she had was limited. You know, she didn't really have a ton of choices that she could make. So I would be curious to see what she's like in an HOH after. I just think that she, socially she's in a really good spot and, you know, she's proven to win competitions. And I, again, I just think she's the bigger threat and the one who has the potential to go further if given the chance. No, I feel that. And I, it's also dangerous though, if you leave, you put up Kyle and Rohan on the block if you let them both stay in the house, they are coming for you and they're together. You like putting Austin up. Yeah. If you backdoor her, then she's gone. But the two people you put up initially are still going to come for you. And I feel like- I mean, there's that, but if Kiefer is smart and removes himself from Ty and Jed, he can be like, I will keep you two. I want to work with you two now. Let's get Austin out. I'm not trying to flip this. Like, we can you you know he can make it for right sure. there are options for him and it would be smart of him to leave ty and jed because once ty and jed have no more use for him bye Kiefer. Absolutely. you know so i think Kiefer just needs to think a little bit more but i, I do think <laughs> Kiefer wants austin out this week um you know austin put him on the block week one so there's still that tension between mm -hmm. them and i do think that he is going to lean towards getting austin out I just don't know what the best move is for him 100%. But what you said is absolutely real. Like, he should try to jump and join them, even though he told Ro he's done with him. But, you know, anything can be repaired in the Big Brother house if it comes right. down to you needing some some help or some alliances. Um, I mean, we've been done how many times and we're still doing this podcast? <laughs> like, you can be done with someone and then be undone, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, undoneness is an art and you have to have that that skill uh and especially in the big brother house you got to do what you do and use every option you have to to figure something out for you but i hope that Kiefer figures something out and i can't wait to see the way that the thing things go um it's interesting to see victoria too because she has kind of assimilated back into the house she's not a target this week Kiefer told her that she's not going anywhere and she's kind of jumped ship from the ball uh, the ball smasher the oddballs and she is part of the the ball smasher is that a yeah they were from bbotc <laughs> oh. um but she last night she basically pledged her allegiance to the sunsetters and told them that she wants uh brayden she, if she wins veto if she wins hoa she's gonna put up brayden in austin so it's like who knows what's going on at this point? Everything is mixing up every week and people are shuffling and ideas are changing. So I don't know, but I'm interested to see what happens next. And they opened a new room this week too. Like a, 
there's nothing in it. It's just another lounge. But I'm interested if we're moving towards like some kind of twist because I feel like we're getting closer to to jury and they're going to have to do something to twist things up. And I'm kind of excited to see what it is. And I hope that it's not something stupid, but you never know with Canada. I'm excited to see what happens. I'm just expecting the unexpected. <laughs> you better expect that unexpected. <laughs> no, I'm I'm excited to see what happens. It's going to be interesting to see who wins the, the HOH after this and just the way the rest of this game keeps going because you just never know with these people. But I'm very happy with the way things are going this season. I want a Tina or Tara HOH. Do you think that would be good for them? at this point no but (laughs) I think that it would be entertaining and I think that we would see stuff because I feel like they're the only ones that like while like they're in bigger groups or whatever I just like I don't know what they would do right I feel like I have a pretty good idea of who the others would put up but and more so Tara I just want to see what Tara would do Tara is I'm curious I'm just curious I went from really disliking Tara to like kind of enjoying her a little bit. Like I liked her when she, I liked when she hosted the veto competition and I liked the way that she was talking in this episode, in the episodes this week, because she seems to have a good understanding and she knows that she has Tina, but she Mm -hmm. also just talks too much and she's messy. She told Jed her entire game yesterday. (laughs) And it was just like, girl, why are you doing this? So it would be super interesting to see a Tara HOH because who knows what that woman is gonna do is there anybody else you would like to see win HOH all the people in my draft <laughs> I <laughs> like Beth is in my draft but I'm low-key ready for her to go next like I would I would actually like to her see her clipping her nails and talking to Tina I was like this is so weird <laughs> she, <laughs> she was like really getting into her nails I was like girl not with like that you need like a file or something right <laughs> it was really ir- as someone who like always does their nails I was like what is she doing and why is she that like close to- I don't know it was weird I am ready for her to go. I'm not, she's maybe one, the one person in the house that I really don't have positive feelings towards. Like there's not a lot about her that I have enjoyed recently. And then like this week she was talking about the whole situation with her and Jed and Ty. And she was talking to Brayden and Austin in the bathroom. And they had, they said something and they were talking about Jed's dick. And she was like, it's not as big as you would expect. And they were just, she was just talking about it in like kind of a disparaging way. And then she was talking about Ty and was like, it's massive. And it just felt weird for that to be the conversation on the feeds and for her to be like in between these two guys. And I don't know, like, it's not, not saying that it's a problem. Like it's actually kind of refreshing to see as showman's not form here and they're all just kind of doing whatever they want to do like I don't think we've Mm -hmm. ever seen something like that but talking about them that way on the feeds is a little get a girl it's a little uncomfortable to me whatever no girl do it I would like to be between them too so no it's not not that but talking about their size is like strange and telling other people in the house about it TLC said it best the girls are talking you know (laughs) girls talk about the booty too (laughs) You know, they do. And so I don't hate it. Continue gossip girl. Mm-mm. No, she needs to hush and she needs to go. So <laughs> any final words from you, Zach? Um, I hope everyone has a good week. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Julie Girl of Big Brother Podcast. If you enjoy what you hear, please like and subscribe and tell your big brother friend about what we got going on over here. You can watch 
BB Can live on VideoBrother.net on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. You can also watch feeds for free on BigBrotherCanada.com. They're accessible via a VPN. Be on the lookout for a new episode of Julie Girl, a Big Brother podcast, BB Can Not Edition, every Monday this season. Hope y'all have a good week. Bye. Bye. Julie Girl. Julie. Julie. Julie Girl. Hey, Julie Girl. <laughs> Julie.